Welcome to Connecting the Community podcast. I am your host, Marge Andre. I will be connecting you to people, organizations, and events that create community. I am creating this podcast in Richmond Hill, an eclectic and very culturally diverse community with lots of trees and streams and interesting people just up the hill from Toronto. On this podcast, I will be talking with Ross Toms and Russ Horner from the Royal Canadian Legion Branch 375, or Richmond Hills Legion. Welcome, Russ and Ross. Hi, Marge. Hi, Marge. Thank you for I, having us today. Oh, I'm so glad that you guys could could uh, join me. So I would like to know a little about both of you and how you are involved with Legion. Okay. Go ahead, Ross. Okay. Um, I uh, born and raised in Peterborough um, and uh, uh, worked for Bell Canada for 42 years in Montreal, in uh, Trinidad and Tobago, in uh, uh, Ottawa Hull area, and then ended up in uh, Toronto and Richmond Hill. Uh, retired. Uh, and just about the time that I retired, I decided that I wanted to uh, get involved with the Legion. Uh, so uh, I, I joined the Legion. Uh, first couple of years, didn't do too much. And then <clears throat> Sheila McDonald one time asked me if I wanted to be the treasurer. And I thought, what the heck? I was working in finance in Bell Canada. I can do that. So I stepped up. And uh, then be, that started, it. I became part of the executive. Um, and uh, why did I join the Legion, though? That was, uh, um, I, I, uh, I joined the Legion because to, to make sure that my people like my father, who was a veteran, uh, continue to get recognized. And <clears throat> also that uh, people like my son, who's a serving uh, warrant officer with the Air Force, that anything that that I could advocate on behalf of the serving people. So kind of, a, uh, I'm the uh, peanut butter in the sandwich. Okay. I'm I, not I, a veteran. Thank you. Thank you, Russ. Russ, what are you all about? Well, I'm not the peanut butter in the sandwich. <laughs> I'm more, I'm more like the jam, I think. I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, I grew up in Maple and uh, my folks moved to Richmond Hill in uh, 1984 uh, but, uh, in recent years, I had three, two and a half, three, two and a half year contracts. Um, uh, those were my last, uh, contracts. One was with the Olympic games, the Olympic and Paralympic games, uh, in Vancouver. And then I went right to work with Rick Hansen, uh, for two and a half years, uh, as a community engagement manager for his, uh, nine month relay, uh, retracking his route across Canada, Twenty, uh, it was 25 years ago at that time, uh, and then two and a half years at the McDonald's head office, uh, also in community engagement and special events. And after those three contracts, um, I was mulling over what to do next and uh, walked into the Legion, uh, met a few people and thought, well, maybe there's something I can do to help uh, in getting things moving forward. And um, so... That's how I got involved. That was 2016 and uh, just really started to do little events and then little programs. And um, and uh, so I've been here ever since. 
Okay, very good. Ross, can you give us a little bit, a little bit of the history of the Richmond Hill Legion? You know, when did it get started? When was the building built? Uh, oh boy, <laughs> uh, there, there, we had a number of buildings, Marge, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, effectively the the Richmond Hill, uh, the Royal Canadian Legion in Canada got started in 1926. And about that time, it also got started in the Richmond Hill area, but it was known as the Vaughan and Richmond Hill uh, Veterans Association. Uh, and, and they met at the uh, Richmond Hill Municipal Office. Uh, and, and that was going on for a lot of years. And it was uh, First World War vets that uh, formed that. Um, and then uh, after the Second World War, it got more active. And they decided in 1946 to uh, start a local branch, and they did, uh, prodded by a fellow who was a, a member of the uh, minister or of the council in Vaughan, uh, Bert Phelps, who was a British Expeditionary Force uh, veteran from the First World War, and uh, it got going here at that point in time, and uh, uh, we received our charter in 46 in December. And we received our colors, which were donated by Dr. James Langstaff. And uh, uh, actually, they're up on the wall behind where Russ is sitting, our, our colors from Dr. James Langstaff. Uh, and it's been going ever since. Uh, they've had a number of locations. They started off in a, in a, a vacant field uh, near 16 and uh, Young Street. Uh, they were uh, they used borrowed space for a while in a few other places. They ended up at uh, on Young Street, right by Dunlop for a while, then Ohio Road, and then in the late 90s they bought this place, okay. and uh, we've uh, had this place since about 1998. Okay. And we don't have a mortgage anymore. We uh, got rid of that uh, a year ago. Well, very good. That that's good news. Can you describe what this facility is like? Like, say, for someone who's never been there before, what what is the actual building like? That, that's that's a very good question because when when people come to check the place out, they are, uh, lack of a better term, gobsmacked by the fact that we've got this nice hall uh, in the in the back. That we've got a uh, a lounge area. That <laughs> they like our new floors. Uh, that we've got uh, new floors uh, just about. Just about throughout the building, the one section that we have to still do is the main hall. Uh, but we've got a lounge area, we've got a games room, uh, we've got office space. Uh, and um, I think that one of the most important things that I feel uh, is that with a recent grant from the Ontario Trillium Foundation, we made ourselves totally accessible. So now we have two very accessible washroom facilities. You can, a uh, person in a electric wheelchair can go from one room to another. Uh, couldn't do that uh, before we had this. They'd come in a, a great wide door, but then they'd be stuck in that room. So that, that, that's one of the real benefits. And we've, we've done some improvement outside. We've got uh, a great parking lot facility. So, um, those kinds of things that over the last five, six years, through government grants, federal and provincial, uh, we've been able to really step up. Right. 
You didn't mention the bar or the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> well, the kitchens are mini improvements uh, there. Uh, we 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 got a uh, new freezer, new new fridge, new stove, an oven, uh, and uh, with the bar, we've we've uh, added uh, uh, the uh, uh, we've got a new fridge. Uh, we have uh, uh, new washing machines and that kind of thing, and we have a new bar counter, which mm -hmm. is kind of uh, I think it's it's very uh, it's a good view when you come into the side door of the legion now with the bar and and the floor and other things and uh uh it, it just is inviting yeah and exactly. it wasn't it that's, wasn't like that before it, yeah it no just, that's exactly how i feel like it it is a it's a, a good place to come to if you get invited to a legion event or if you're looking for a place to rent, it, absolutely. it, it is a absolutely. good facility. So, and yeah, I would um, just add that uh, the like the bar, <laughs> one of the things is uh, Trillium Foundation will not uh, provide grants for a bar facility. Okay. So that we've done kind of on our own and with donations. So yeah. uh, it, it uh, uh, that that that's a plus. Okay. And yep. P P our, our members saw the need. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Something else special about the facility is all the commemorations, the, the plaques, the displays. Can you talk a little bit about those? Uh, oh yeah, that's that's my that's my preferred thing to talk yeah. about as a branch historian. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, we've got a lot and and we're expanding on it all the time. We have some uh, uniforms, mannequins of of uh, of some of the. Uh, 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 the Navy, the Air Force, and the uh, Army uh, uniforms. Uh, we've got uh, helmets. We've got uh, um, just uh, displays of medals. Uh, we had uh, one um, person donated a quite a number of memorabilia of the uh, Avro Arrow, including some uh, things from the people that worked at the Avro Arrow plant, like a a, a sweatshirt. Uh, we have a model of the plane. Um, we have, uh, there was a, um, a young fellow that uh, does uh, uh, detecting, metal detecting, and he came across a metal in, uh, uh, in uh, Lake, Bond Lake uh, and uh, donated it to the branch. And all it is is just a thing about the size of a silver dollar and it's a medal of the 127th Battalion that was formed here in 1916. So it came home. Never seen one of those before. So that was Ooh, a real find. That is. Uh, yeah. And we recently had a uh, uh, somebody who donated a revolver. And uh, when we checked into that revolver, that, by the way, is, is a way being, uh, first of all, it was decommissioned as a weapon. Mm -hmm. uh, and now it's a way being um, put into a shadow box. Mm. When the person donated it, uh, he told me who his grandfather was, and it turns out that he too served with the 127th Battalion and the 220th, which were both the Richmond Hill Battalions. So that Webley revolver is coming home. Ooh, another good story. Okay, I think I need to, I've just come over to look at your nice floors and kitchen and bars, and I think I need to look at the displays too. So that, uh, I, I can spend time with air cadets and with uh, girl guys and with Boy Scouts, 
and and they love love that part of uh, wandering around, looking at the pictures, mm -hmm. uh, looking at the memorabilia that we've got. So um, uh, we've got a lot of stuff, and it's growing all the time. Very good. I'm very glad to hear that. Now the Legion is known for doing advocacy for veterans and their families. Uh, and is this something done at the local branch or is it more done uh, at the, say, the Ontario branch? Uh, the advocacy is probably more done at the federal level with Dominion federal, Command. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, dealing directly with Veterans Affairs and the Minister of Defense and that kind of thing. Uh, the support for veterans, their families, uh, serving personnel, uh, uh, first responders, that comes at the Ontario command level and at the local level. We're here for any veteran serving personnel uh, who walks in off the street and needs help. We're here for them. Okay. Um, and, uh, and we support a lot of the charities that uh, are behind those. Um, it, it simple things too, like the Richmond Hill Food Bank. Our our pe people, veterans and and uh, serving personnel use the food bank. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we support the food bank big time. Uh, we're big supporters of Salvation Army. They're out there for veterans, um, mm -hmm. and and a number of other things like uh, 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 National Service Dogs. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. uh, the. Uh, Arch that is for homeless vets. Anything mm. like that, we're we're right there. Okay. Um, Very good. I'm glad to hear that. Now, Richmond Hill has its own legion. Does every city town have a legion? There's about uh maybe 13, 1400 across Canada. Uh the I would say most cities have a legion. Mm -hmm. Uh a lot of towns have legions, especially in rural areas. And those ones do pretty good because there's really no other facility uh, in town. Mm -hmm. uh, I look at uh, the area that my family originated from, Norwood, Havelock, Marmara area. Boy, oh boy, are those legions pretty strong. Uh, a lot of members and a lot of activities going on. Uh, a bit of a challenge in the, in the cities and over the last during the pandemic the, a lot of them disappeared uh, mm -hmm. but we're still going strong uh, and uh, trillium foundation federal government has really been supportive in um, giving providing grants to keep them going because they do know the necessity mm -hmm. um, if if we disappeared who would look after poppy yeah who would yeah. raise the funds with the community? Where would a veteran go to? That's the yep. challenge. Russ, can you tell me this? Who can be oh, a sure. member of the Legion? Well, any any Canadian uh, or citizen of a, an allied nation, uh, 18 years of age or over, can join. Um, and you don't have to be a veteran at all. So anybody really can join as long as you're over 18. Um, and uh, I mean, everybody, everybody that joins uh, has that opportunity to help, uh, not necessarily just veterans, but everybody has that opportunity. So it's pretty wide open. Okay. okay. Um, and how much, is there a, month, a yearly fee or how does it work? 
Yeah, so the, the fee's $55, Marge, a year. Um, and there are benefits uh, with that. There's lots of benefits. I mean, in addition to helping the entire Legion Veterans Program uh, by becoming a member, uh, there are other benefits that come with that membership. Uh, things like the Legion Magazine, which is an incredible, I don't know if you've ever seen the Legion Magazine that gets published, but it is amazing. The amount of work that goes into that magazine just for um, from, from the historical point of view, the story's really quite uh, engaging. Um, there's um, uh, there's other where we're or the Legion as a whole is partnered with uh, other companies. So there are discounts for many different companies from everything from eyeglasses to uh, car rentals, I believe, insurance. Mm -hmm. All sorts of things. Um, so there are benefits, but the main the main thing is getting involved within the Legion at the local level. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, attending the meetings and whatnot uh, to really get involved. And that's where the real opportunity is and becoming a member, in my view, uh, is getting involved uh, with the Legion events and programming, uh, the poppies, um, there's so much opportunity uh, there uh, and there's something for everybody uh, to do for sure. Okay. You also um, are connected with the air cadets. Is that correct? Yes, we are a sponsor of, uh, of the air cadets, but there's two, there's two, I don't know if Ross wants to talk about this, but um, certainly interject sure. Ross if I'm missing yep. something, but we do have two squadrons. Um, the eight Globemaster uh, Squadron and 778 Banshee uh, Squadron. Um, so we really support a lot of youth initiatives, uh, but we do sponsor the Air Cadets um, for sure. They We not only provide them with funds, uh, but they also use our facility regularly uh, for their training, for their activities, uh, events, that type of thing. Um, so... Uh, and they help us too, not only with tagging, uh, poppies, uh, events. They're always providing staff for us when we do have. So, for example, we have the veterans from Sunnybrook that come up for a lunch. Uh, and the not just the girl guides, but the uh, air cadets also help with those types of events. Uh, so it's a great partnership. Uh, and there's, I'm not sure of the numbers. I know, I, I think in Globe Masters, there's, there's close to 200 cadets. I'm not sure about Banshee. Ross, do you know how many members? They're, they're about the same thing. They're both, they are. Uh, I, I would say that we're probably, we probably have about 500 cadets that are in the. In, in total. The yeah. Yeah. Close to 500 for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's huge. And it's just such a great opportunity and whether they're whether it's somebody that wants to take flight lessons or uh, flying lessons or whatever, um, it's just such a great opportunity for young people uh, between the ages of 12 and 18 um, to help prepare themselves for adulthood. Like it's really, really, really amazing how much they do uh, and outreach that they do and training uh, that they have the opportunity to experience in all different areas. But a lot of life skills things, um, and uh, it's an opportunity if you do have an, an interest in, let's say, uh, radio or uh, flying, uh, it's, a, it's an amazing opportunity. I mean, Ross has worked with uh, our a couple of our uh, 
uh, summer students who were in the cadet program who had amazing experiences um, going up in gliders and things like this, uh, really quite, uh, quite amazing. So we're quite proud uh, to be part of that program and sponsor them. And, um, and uh, they're very active in our community, yeah. for sure. Like, I really don't know what they do. Like if you had a kid in Air Cadets, what do they, they meet weekly and what, what do they do? Oh, they, uh, they, they do study, uh, if, if they're in air cadets, they study uh, uh, things like uh, navigation, uh, communication, uh, all of the things related to the Air Force, and uh, maybe with a name to uh, want to take uh, their power certification to be able to get their pilot's license, to be able to uh, get their glider's license in their last year. Uh, maybe to go on to uh, 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 a life in the military. Um, I am supporting a couple right now that are thinking of going on to RMC uh, and and uh, doing what I can to point them in that direction. Uh, and I only one of the of the number of years that we've had summer students here, we've only ever had one person that was not a graduate of the uh, Air Cadet program. And I am just amazed at, at these kids. Boy, we don't have anything to worry about in the Richmond Hill uh, area for uh, our future direction uh, if, these, if these are people are going to be the leaders of the community because they are, uh, they're just nice people. And, you know, and to, to add to that, Ross, you know, it, and it's not just these training programs, whether it's rocketry or whatever, it's the other areas that as young people, it's an opportunity uh, to get used to public speaking, effective speaking, um, yeah. outdoor wellness, all of those types of things, organization, all of these skills that are required as they become adults. Um, and then as Ross said, uh, so many different um, training programs in so many different uh, areas. That's just a great opportunity for them. Ooh, thank you. I well, I like to hear that we have a lot of good youth coming up. That's uh, makes makes me feel good. But also, thank you because I'm telling me what air cadets are because I really didn't know. So, uh, I will put a, a link in the podcast notes to to further for so people can further uh, see what is available and possibly have their uh, kids uh, as part of the program. Okay, Russ, I know that you uh, have a are at the legion on friday nights rumors are that you have a great karaoke show a great time so can you tell me about that and what else happens like there's there is a lot going on here uh it's not just our regular events but it is our hall rentals uh mm -hmm. that we have um so so for example our main hall has a capacity of a uh, 150 uh our lounge has a capacity of 50 and those air those two areas uh are rentable uh, and very, very busy. There are all sorts of things going on in different types of events. Some of them are public events. We have a kind of a hockey trading card show that has been coming here regularly now the last uh, few months. A uh, lot of uh, receptions and showers and you name it. There's a lot that goes on, um, usually on the weekends. And I think our, our rental rates are are pretty good. Uh, $75 an hour for the halls, 50, um, uh, $50 for the lounge. Um, 
per hour. So it's all reasonable. And whether you want it an hour or two hours, we can make it work. So it has become, especially with the, the improvements that Ross outlined, uh, it's a beautiful spot. Uh, and accessibility has been a major, major benefit uh, to all of our events. We don't have to worry about the hows anymore. Uh, we can make it happen. And that, that's been huge. So I think things have um, increased in terms of the number of events because of those improvements. It's beautiful. And once the, the wood floors get in the main hall, it's, it's going to be uh, just outstanding. So, yeah, so a lot of things. We have our regular kind of our, our regular events, including karaoke. Marge, can't wait to hear you sing. Uh, I've heard Ross sing, and that's, that was a one-time event. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, so we have uh, the beauty of Friday nights here at the Legion are really, really fun. We have two things going on on Friday nights. We have darts in the, um, in the sports room, and then we have the karaoke in the lounge. Uh, and both numbers for both of those events have increased a lot. Uh, I think because of the ambiance that's changed, it's very welcoming. Um, and even if you don't want to sing, or even if you don't want to play darts, just the environment is really, really fun. And I always say to people for the karaoke, so karaoke and darts, basically 7.30 till 11 o'clock every Friday, uh, unless otherwise posted. But um, even if you don't play those things, uh, it's still fun fun to come out. Uh, and I always say with karaoke, it's so much less about the singing or the dancing, because we have a nice little dance floor. It's more about bringing people together. Yeah. That's what it's about. That's what the darts is all about. That's what the karaoke is all about. And it's amazing the friendships that we've made through those two events. And that's really what it's all about. And same with Euchre. Euchre, we have Tuesday nights. Um, uh, Tuesday nights, uh, Euchre, 7.30 till about 9.45-ish. Uh, and also every third Saturday, uh, there's Euchre as well. Um, at uh, at uh, usually 1.30, I believe it starts. Yeah, 1.30. Uh, and same thing, same thing. And you don't, the thing about all of these e regular events that we have is you don't know, you don't have to know how to sing. You don't have to know how to throw darts. You don't know, you don't have to know how to play euchre. Just show up yeah. and enjoy and be with people that are, that are really fun to be around. We have a great time on those regular events. Um, and in terms of special events, not so they're regular, but they're different. So in February, for instance, we had a beautiful Robbie Burns um, party. That was really, really fun. Uh, we had the Chapman family band in uh, to perform for us as well. And they come in regularly for sure, uh, which is always fun. And then coming up, we've got a few things. We've got the St. Patrick's Day uh, dance, uh, which is coming up March 11th. Sorry, right in front of my eyes. March 11th at 11 o'clock. It is going to be a blast. It is going to be so much fun. We have so many prizes and uh, things to give away and it'll be lots of dancing and uh, loud music. It's going to be fun. All the prizes that we're giving away, we have a nice wheel. These are just kind of, you, 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 you get a trivia question right, you get to spin the wheel. 
all the prizes are green. So you could win some green lucky charms or you could win some green green beans <laughs> seeds. So it's going to be really a lot of fun. So that's uh, um, and tickets are available. Uh, it's $20. Yeah, it's $20 really. And there will be a late night snack as well for that. Uh, on the 22nd, we have what's called, and we've done this a number of times now, all in one sale. So this is where people can rent a table, uh, six foot tables, $25 or $30 for an eight foot table. Uh, so this is April 22nd from nine till two. So if you have a craft, you have some things you want to sell, um, then you can rent a table and set it up and we sell out every time. Uh, so, the, but there are, I, I spoke to Lori uh, today. Um, Lori is, um, and Phyllis uh, with the Legion here are instrumental in setting up these special events. Uh, and so there are tables available and uh, you can just call the Legion if you're interested in doing that. And then we'll have a Canada Day event too coming up in July. I don't have any details on that, but usually we do a really nice barbecue. There'll be entertainment and different things. And uh, so, yeah. So there's always something going on. We're always looking for new things uh, to to uh, to put on. I know on April the 14th we do have a um, people can come to watch. It's a kind of a thank you to the OLG um, for providing funds to us. So we provide volunteers uh, to the bingo hall. Um, and they in turn give us funds that we in turn give away uh, to all of these uh, organizations within the community. And so we're having a thank you to not only thank the OLG for giving us that opportunity, uh, but also recognizing the community groups that we do provide funds to. Uh, so it's all about community and bringing people together. So we're going to have a little event uh, on the 14th. Uh, we're going to have pizza and wings and different things. Uh, people are invited to come if they'd like to. Um, I think it's $10. It will be in the main hall. And we do have actually the president, I believe. Um, I don't know if president's the right word of the Ontario command. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, it is. It is president. Okay. Ontario yeah. command and Daisy way will be here as well. Uh, so and other people have been invited. So it's just a real nice event. And if you want to know about some of the groups that, you know, we're supporting or who are even out here, if you don't know, uh, that are really, really interesting and do a lot of work and provide a lot of assistance to a lot of people, uh, it would be a good event to come to for yeah. sure. Very good. A good opportunity to check out your place. So I certainly will encourage people to come to that. And I would Anything say, Mark, else one you guys thing, wanted to add? Well, the only thing I wanted to add is we um, we post a lot of we do have the website, of course, but our Facebook page, um, Richmond Hill Legion Facebook page, all of these events are posted uh, okay. in there. Uh, so and, and as they come up, so they're all there's more details there and phone numbers and addresses yeah. and things yeah. that anyone needs to know. Perfect. OK, Ross, anything you'd like to add? Uh I don't think we could do the uh, a lot of the stuff we do without the support of our, our community leaders like uh, our MP Majid and uh, uh, um, Leah Taylor and our MPPs Michael Parsa, Laura Smith, and and Daisy. Uh, Daisy's calendar this year that she's issued has got a, a great thing in November recognizing the nine local people who either were killed at Dieppe or taken prisoner. 
and she stood up and talked about them in the house and that was an amazing thing uh, uh, Mayor West and and his councillors they're they're all very supportive uh, on a regular basis and like I say uh, a lot of the stuff we couldn't achieve without their help uh, we couldn't achieve we couldn't have done uh, the things we did with the trillium grants uh, without them prodding us along uh, Canada summer jobs with Majid uh, the, the parking lot and the and the burning of the uh, of the uh, of our mortgage that was the city and the 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 mayor uh, and the councillors over the years uh, always there for us. Very nice to hear. Okay. I do want to end the podcast with this question I ask everyone who I invite on. Can you name one thing that you really like about this community? Russ, I'll have you go first. Uh, just one? Just one, yeah. Really? Well. All right. Well, I would say I want I would like to say two things because okay. uh, the diversity is really, really important to me. Uh, we have so much here in Richmond Hill uh, when it comes to restaurants or events or anything. We have such a choice of things. We can do anything like that here. Uh, and 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 secondly, um, just the facilities that we have in Richmond Hill, the recreation. Again, we can we can play any sport, do any activity. We've got all the government, uh, local, municipal um, facilities available to us, um, and uh, and then just you know, and, and our own city, or the grounds that we have here in Richmond Hill to explore uh, and to participate uh, and use. Uh, so those two things. Sorry, I put in two things. You put in two. Okay. Ross, do I need, can you name one or do I have to um, allow you I, to I, I, as well? The, the, the history of, uh, uh, I am I love history and uh, the support that we get in that kind of thing, whether it be in the no stone left alone that we were doing and the support from the cemetery establishments around the city, uh, that was just phenomenal, the support we got. The support that we got for people donating to help us do that uh, no stone left alone. Uh, the support that we get from the library, uh, all of those kinds of things. As, as somebody who really, really, really likes history, uh, I just, uh, there's so much here. And and my I, I find out that my wife's great-grandfather, great-great-grandfather was one of the first uh, people buried in the uh, Jefferson Cemetery up at, uh, uh, at St. John's. Uh, and just a lot of history, 1850s. Yeah. So you legitimately have an interest in history. So yeah, <laughs> I'd like to hear that. Well, thank you both Ross and Russ for your time this, uh, doing this podcast. And uh, I've uh, enjoyed listening to you and I have to find a time to come over to the Legion sooner rather than later. So, thanks thank for thank you the for having us. Yeah. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you for listening. I would very much appreciate you sharing this podcast. Please tune in next week as we continue to explore the community. Consider emailing me at marge, M-A-R-J, at margeandre.com. I welcome suggestions for podcast guests. Stay well, stay connected.